God's anger at sin. Here is a love note for your journey. God's anger at sin. Just before I got on here, I had put down rejecting God. But then as I just opened, um, as I was still sitting here looking, I just saw the title of uh, the scripture that I had been reading. And I felt led to put down God's anger at sin. And um, I, I, this is so important because we often think that, okay, God is okay with sin. Yes, he has forgiven us. And he has sin no longer has dominion over us. But God still does not like sin. And we should hate sin. And I'm I'm really getting more revelation of that on uh, hating these ungodly things that happen that, we, that that people do that I might do. It's not okay. And that's what happened as you taking your journey with the Lord. And now that you are righteous and you are holy, that's how God sees you. But yet there is still things that you do that can cause you to sin. And you should not be happy about it. You shouldn't parade it. You should not be proud about it. You should repent. <laughs> and so we are we are forgiven. We are forgiven when we do things. But as we walk in with the Lord, we're not intentionally going around just doing things that are are against what the Holy Spirit is teaching us. And so that's why I put down rejecting God, because as I'm reading uh, in the book of Romans and Chapter one, I'd already said how people can't um, they have no excuse for saying uh, they don't know that it's a God. And I was I was sharing that with my husband because he was talking about uh, church hurt. Um, and so we had a, a, a friend, uh, my good friend and his uh, friend, uh, her husband uh, had gone to be with the Lord. And so we lift up uh, the family, um, Thomas family that has um, gone with the loss of of her husband. And so we were talking about this and um, talking about just, you know, uh, church hurt because uh, his wife had mentioned that. And so um, I was sharing this with him about um got rejecting the truth you know and and I and the way I was the Lord was giving me to explain to him because I know that you know people deal with church hurt and different things and I don't know if I'm going over to <laughs> to the left in this conversation but Holy Spirit bringing me bring me back if I'm going too far with this but I did share this that I'm going to share with you all with my husband because I was telling him, I said, I understand that, you know, people do things in the church 
<clears throat> people get hurt by people and different things happen uh, in the church. I, I understand that there's been a lot of hurt. There's been a lot of pain and, and, and I get it. I understand it. I can see how people can be hurt. But also as a child of God, God gives us the truth. He gives us the truth as we continue to walk with him. And that's the thing I think is very important as we look back in the earlier churches, I was telling my husband and we've gone through the book of Acts, discipleship, sitting people down and teaching them. They did teaching. They met together. They met in houses. They they sat under the word and more was added. And sometimes <clears throat> as new believers coming in, these new believers might be put in positions or these believers, you know, might not truly lock in. And, you know, you might only go once a week or two times a week and you can get taught. I'm not saying you sit there and get taught with the word of God um, as the preacher preach, but you need more than that. You're going to need to to be able to sit down and be disciple. You need to sit down. That person needs to sit down and they need to be taught. They need to be taught who they are. They need to be taught who God is. It needs to be time of teaching. And that's what I see in a lot of the body with body of believers. Um, they kind of, you know, uh, it, it was in church and then said they were hurt. They never sat and, and, and taking that time with the word. And I know there's been some devastating stuff to happen. But if you read in, like I told my husband, I said, if you read in Acts, there was still stuff happening to the believers that, you know, there were still things that were going on amongst the believers. Things started happening. So I said, things going to still happen. There's not going to be a perfect church where you come in and everybody is um is is perfect and everybody is all on one accord and all that. I mean, we will like that, but you're going to be people that their opinions, their thoughts, their attitudes, seeing different things that people are going to do. But that does not have to. I told my husband, I said, it's an individual basis on. Can anybody say they don't know God? No, they cannot. Because he said he already said that. Uh, my nature that reveals who I am. No one can be without an excuse saying they don't know God. So God has already revealed who he is, but people begin to suppress the truth. You have an, I told them we all have a knowing in us, but then as we say, but do we choose to accept God and what he's saying? Or do we choose to reject the truth that God is sharing? So we all have that in us. We all have that right and wrong in us. The, we know this is the wrong thing. We know this is the right thing. We all have that. And as a child of God, if you continue to suppress the truth, if you continue to, you know, I know that this is wrong, that's dangerous. You're, work, you're walking down a dangerous path. And I was telling my husband, I said, as you continue to, you know the truth, and you can might say people might have hurt you in the church or things might have been happening and, and things like that. You can say that. But again, that's no excuse for you not getting to know God. That's no excuse. And so but I do say I do believe that 
coming in, we need to teach more of discipleship. We need to teach more of them learning and sitting and, and being taught to be followers of Christ, to be followers, not just get saved. Yes, we want you to get saved. We want you to give your, you know, give your life to, to Jesus, accept your savior. But you also want to learn how to 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 follow the Lord. You know, and so I think that's very vital that people will stop at getting saved. I'm saved. That's it. Let me do whatever I want to do. No, you have to still now that you have this new life, you have to learn your new life. You have to learn your new self, you know, and it's a lot that people don't know. They because you still got your old mind that you kind of think your old way. But in this time of what. Uh, Paul was writing and was happening in his time because and and I'm going to read this because when I read this, it just really brings tears to my eyes as I read this in Romans. And again, that God does not like seeing one thing that I, I, I've been able to learn is that you can still love people. He never tell us to hate people. But he never told us to love that sin. He's never told us to embrace it. He never told us to accept it. He never told us, no, you still love people. And so um, as I read, I'm going to read Romans 21 is where I'm going to start. And it says, so they knew God. So these people that knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping and glorifying the ever-living God, they worship idols made to look like mere people, birds, and animals, and reptiles. So God then, God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desire. As a result, they did foul and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worship and serve the things of the serve the things God created instead of create of the creator himself who is worthy of eternal praise amen that is why god abandoned them to their shameful desires even the woman women turned against their natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other and the men instead of having normal sexual relationships with women Burn with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with the other men. And as a result of the sin, they suffered themselves the penalty they deserved. So they thought it was foolish to acknowledge God. He abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do the things they should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. 
They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, break their promise, and are heartless and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, yet they did them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do. Wow. And so I'm going to read this application part right here. It says, Paul clearly betrays the inedible downward spiral into sin. First, people reject God. Next, they make up their own ideas of what God should be and do. Then they fall in, in sin, sexual sin, greed, hatred, envy, murder, strife, deceit, um, deceit, gossip. Finally, they grow to hate God and encourage others to do so. God does not cause this steady progression towards evil. Rather, when people reject him, he allowed them to live as they choose. God gives them over, give them over or permits them to experience the natural consequences of their sin. Once caught in the downward uh, spiral, no one can pull himself or herself out. Sinners must trust God, Christ alone and put them on the path of escape. So, oh, I encourage you to read that. Just go over that. That's pretty deep. Like what first start, it starts with like the rejection and suppressing the truth. He said they knew God. And so to suppress that truth, allow more and more sin. Like if you keep opening door more, it's it. And I remember uh, this pastor would say, you allow the enemy, he will, uh, Satan to cut, he will come in, he will eat your lunch and pop the bag too. He will come in. Sin opens the door to even more. And I told, like I told my husband, thank God we as believers, if we didn't have God, our minds can just go to some shameful things, to some crazy things. We can make, we got to get our minds renewed because we could, if he just let us go, if he would just let us free to do and think and just be, we would be all over the place. Like what's going on? What, 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 um, Paul was sharing what was going on in his time. And some of this is still, this is still going on. You know, you see things where they, people open up the door one and then there's more things and there's more things and there's more, you know. And so just read over that. Let the let the Lord interpret, give you revelation. You be able to pull out the what you need and what you can glean from and what you can share and encourage other people with. Because this is something. This is something. Again, God hates anger. You know, he I mean, he hates sin. God's anger is at sin. He does not like sin. And we thank God that we don't have to now be bound and controlled by sin. We no longer do we have to let it control us and keep us bound and direct our lives anymore. We have been redeemed. We have been set free from it and we can rise above it. We can rise above when something is shown and things we done. Hey, we know like, hey, I'm not I'm not choosing to keep going down that path, because if you keep going down that road, it opens the door to more and more. And then it got to the place because they knew him and they wanted to worship. And even things today, 
if you read more as I was reading the application part, you know, people worship people. They worship their jobs. They worship goals. There's so many things that they give praise to, but they and things that God even, you know, we can be blessed with things, but we can give so much praise to it that we don't even thank God that we begin to worship it and we begin to make it like this is this is this is it. Like we make that and it's good to enjoy what God gives you, but how can you enjoy what he gives you but not enjoy the one who created it? Like you have to enjoy the one who created. He gets top priority of anything. And so I just encourage you with that. That that touched my heart. <clears throat> it makes me continue to pray. It can makes me continue to renew my mind, <laughs> renew my mind and, and keep following Christ. Keep following Christ. Keep allowing the Holy Spirit to direct and order your steps. And may you be encouraged. As the Lord gives you more love notes for your journey.